Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of K-Axis Wrestling Network. Today we will be discussing WWE's Monday Night Raw, the April 23rd, 2018 edition. Okay, so we'll start off by getting to the opening of Monday Night Raw. And that began with the 10-bell salute for Bruno San Martino, who uh, recently passed away. Um, and we had uh, the roster, the Raw roster, standing out on the uh, top of the ramp. And we also had uh, Vince McMahon standing with the roster. So, you know, that's just a small sign of how big Bruno San Martino was, you know, how major he was. He was a big deal in the wrestling business and just around the world in general, you know, just to let that be known. Anyway, I mean, he, he, was, he was before my time, but still, you know, I mean, the impact that he left on the wrestling business is just so obvious at this point. So anyway, let's move along here. And the uh, after the opening, you know, the original opening, you know, first part of the show starts with uh, Brock Lesnar coming out. And I don't know, I, I had a question. I was like, you know, how did he go from, you know, Bruno Sammartino to Brock Lesnar? You know, that's that's a huge difference. Bruno, Sam, Bruno Sammartino is a major name in professional wrestling, in the professional wrestling business. And Lesnar is nowhere near Bruno Sammartino's level of just, you know, importance in the business. You know, I mean, you can get mad all you want. I mean, I know a lot of people's not going to like it. I don't care. You know, that's just the fact of the matter. It's the bottom line. There's no denying it whatsoever. You know, it's like if, if Brock Lesnar was suddenly gone, nobody's going to remember him. You know, a few people will. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's going to remember him in comparison to the people that remember Bruno San Martino. Bottom line. Anyway. Um, Lesnar received many boos from the crowd, which is great. Rightfully so. De Well-deserved boos at that. Um, you know, then uh, Roman Reigns came out to a huge crowd pop. I mean a huge crowd pop. I haven't heard a crowd pop of that caliber since probably about around the Attitude Era or slightly after the Attitude Era, back when the crowd used to just go wild when wrestlers came out, you know. But anyway, I mean, you know, definitely unexpected, you know, for a Roman Reigns reaction. But anyway, let's keep it moving here. Um, Roman Reigns, um, he says he's bringing the belt home, you know, at the Greatest Royal Rumble, which is actually taking place... Um, I believe it already took place at this point but this is the day that it, that it took place you know so that goes to show how far behind I am on doing this uh, recording here but anyway you know just keeping up in the game anyway then we had uh, match one which consisted of Bobby Roode versus Elias and um, that match it was somewhat of a seesaw type match like early on you know, and then Elias began to dominate the match. Um, Elias pulled off an upset win um, pretty much just by, like, yanking Bobby Roode into the ropes and then pulling him through the ropes and, you know, getting him into a roll-up pin position. And he won the match. You know, it was a strange upset win on, you know, Bobby Roode. Um, it was just a... I just felt it was a really weird way to end the match, you know? I mean, I don't know who else may have felt that way or not, but I did. But, um, you know, anyway, it is what it is. Um, so let's move along. And then we had the uh, backstage promo with Hardy and Wyatt. And then um, that led into match number two, which was the Ascension versus 
uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And the crowd, you know, they didn't, they wasn't really responsive to the whole delete cue, you know what I'm saying, until the match got going, you know what I'm saying. And then, um, you know, I saw pretty, pretty good teamwork from uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, you know what I'm saying, that was pretty good, and that, that's what led them to the victory, you know, it was a well done match, you know, and, you know, the right men won that match as well, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, and then we had a segment you know, uh, where Owens and Zayn came out to the ring, which they have their own little show now. It's called the Sammy and Kevin Show. Um, you know, I thought it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. It's a pretty good concept. Um, I don't know how far they're going to take it, how far they're going to go with it, you know, but I think it has potential. You know, it could go somewhere. It's definitely not a new concept, but, you know, it can definitely go somewhere. They can definitely make something good of it. But, um, yeah, and then we had, uh, let me see, um, Kurt Angle was a special guest on their show. You know, they tried to laugh at him and everything. And then, before you know it, you know, Kurt Angle, you know, booked Owens and Zayn in a tag match versus Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. You know, and uh, I like all four of those guys, honestly. I mean, I know a lot of people probably, you know, they either like maybe two of them, maybe one of them, if that. You know, I mean, at least based on, you know, the basic IWC commenter. You know, like, they don't really like a lot of wrestlers that's, you know, that, you know that, that I like. You know what I'm saying? I like all four of those guys. I see a lot of potential in all four of them. They're really good. I mean, even though, like, I, I would say, like, maybe, like, Lashley, I think he's the oldest one of the bunch. Like, because he's, like, 40 now. You know, so he's probably, you know, pretty much undoubtedly, he's pretty much probably at the end of his wrestling career. You know, he's probably not going to be, you know, still wrestling, like, five years from now. You know? But, um... Owens and Zane, I believe, yeah, yeah, Owens is still relatively young. He's just breaking into his early 30s, I believe, and Sami Zayn can't be too far off from him. Strowman, I think he's just breaking into his early 30s or maybe even still in his late 20s, something something along those lines. But um, anyway, let's keep it moving. Um, we had a backstage segment which consisted of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, and they approached Seth Rollins backstage Um they pretty much wanted to, um, you know, join up with Seth Rollins, you know, since they don't have a leader at this point, you know, since Miz was drafted to SmackDown. So they're pretty much on their own at this point. And Seth Rollins, you know, told him no. You know, and because I don't think that would be a good idea. You know, Seth Rollins with Axel and uh, Bo. I don't think that would be a good idea. But anyway, let's move along. Alright, we had match number three, which consisted of Titus Worldwide, which is Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil, and they faced off against um, Drew Galloway, which I call him, Drew Galloway and uh, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew and Ziggler, they won via squash. I mean, I, f I feel like that was a squash match, you know, I mean, it, it was just so quick, and, you know, Titus and Cruz pretty much never really had a chance. I mean, Titus got a couple moves off early on in the match. But, you know, after that point, you know, it's it was just too obvious who was going to win that. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it was a squash. It was a squash, no doubt. But, um, you know, then after the match, um, Drew, he, he cut a really, really solid promo. You know, he sounded really believable. You know, I, I liked it. You know, a lot of people probably don't. You know, a lot of people probably just bash him just for his accent, you know, but... 
I don't. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of potential in Drew Galloway. You know, he's a, I mean, you know, because I've seen a lot of his work uh, mostly in TNA because at the time when he had first came to WWE, like I wasn't really watching WWE at that point in time because I didn't agree with those years. Like, like the years between, let's say, 2007 and like 2012 or so. It was like a five-year period where I just did not watch, you know. I, I didn't like what they were doing between those years. I really, really didn't. And it was really hard for me to hang on, you know, during the year of like 2006, you know, after Eddie Guerrero was gone. But, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, 2007 was just the last straw. Like, I had to stop, you know. And then, you know, I, pretty much I just moved on to TNA at that point. And TNA was still really good. They were still really solid during that point in time you know and they were very watchable and that's what I went to that was the alternative that I went to you know when I just couldn't tolerate WWE anymore you know but um anyway moving along here all right and then after this we have like um we had a back another backstage segment which consisted of Gable you know he uh approached Kurt Angle and then he was just interrupted by um you know Jinder Mahal you know complaining about his uh US title uh, shot or whatever, you know, his, uh, booking and whatnot, um, and then, uh, he just started, like, making fun of Gable, you know, and just completely trashing him, pretty much, for the most part, you know, because Gender's really good at doing that, he's really good at being a heel, he's really good at being a bully, he's just, he's good, he's good at what he does, I will give Gender Mahal the props he deserves, you know, and then, you know, that pretty much provoked uh, Kurt Angle, you know, to book a match between Jinder Mahal and Chad Gable. And, of course, between those two, there is a huge, tremendous size difference, you know. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, Gable would have less a chance of winning, but maybe it would. You know what I'm saying? Some people would see it that way. But, um, you know, after all the wrestling I've seen over the years, I'd say anything's possible. Anything is possible at this point, you know. You can't really just say, oh, he's big or he's going to win. You know what I'm saying? Because you never really know which way it's going to go. But um, anyway, moving along here. Um, all right, so then we were getting on to the Gender and Gable match. Um, and Gender Mahal attacked Gable early on, like before the match even started. You know, he just beat the crap out of him before the match started. You know what I'm saying? And, like... You know, he just took full advantage, you know what I'm saying, to, you know what I'm saying, to gain the upper hand in the match. And then, like, the referee pretty much, you know, checked Gable to see if he was ready to go. And, you know, he, he pretty much said he was. And once the bell rang, you know, Jinder just followed up. You know, he picked up where he left off, like, before the bell rang. And once the bell got ringing, you know, um, Jinder got in there and just beat the crap out of him even more. So, um, nonetheless, you know, after such a you know, dramatic match there, um, Gable actually won that match, and he did that old-fashioned, uh, move, like, when you're locked into a Cobra clutch, and you, you know, you kick off of the, uh, the turnbuckle in the corner, and you fall back on your opponent and kind of roll back so that they're trapped, you know, in that Cobra clutch position into a pinfall, because it counts as a pinfall because both shoulders are down once you roll back. You know, and that's that was the situation with uh, gender. You know what I'm saying? When Chad Gable kicked out of, you know, when he kicked off of that turnbuckle and fell back and rolled back. You know what I'm saying? That left gender trapped, and his shoulders were down, and he was counted for the three. And that's what you would call an upset victory. 
you know i mean good for gable it was a good win for him because he just beat a former wwe champion a former u.s champion you know that's definitely big for chad gable you know and um yeah that's, that's pretty much the uh the layout of that match all right so then we had another backstage segment which um where renee young she introduced the riot squad to monday night raw you know and then the backstage segment continued um with a samoa joe live casted promo um you know and then there was lots and lots and lots of advertising um as wwe usually does you know and then there was another continued uh another backstage segment that consisted of bo dallas and curtis axel approaching finn balor and you know pretty much asking him to be their leader you know and uh balor says no as well and then owens and zane make their way to the ring you know in the backstage area and then we move on to match five you know where we had you know kevin owens and sammy zane versus bobby lashley and braun Strowman, which was booked earlier in the in the night you know and um you know lashley dominated the match early on as expected you know and then lashley you know he dominated for uh you know a little while and then he, you know, tagged in Strowman, I guess, and um, I believe that's how it went. He tagged in Strowman, and then, um, you know, and then, then Strowman just gets in there and just tears the house down. And then uh, Strowman, you know, finishes Zane for the three count, you know, just to make a long story short, you know. And then we had another, you know, so-called match segment. This was supposed to be uh, No Way Jose versus baron corbin you know and corbin just refused the match you know with no way jose and you know he says that you know he'll be a champion again and he just refuses to wrestle no way jose so um then you know that, that was pretty much a canceled match so then um jose's whole little party his whole little adam rose like party just you know goes backstage and, um, you know, that's when uh, Baron Corbin took his chance to, like, sneak attack No Way Jose, and he just pretty much beat the crap out of him. Um, and then we had another segment where it was a, you know, Alexa Bliss anti-bullying parody thing where she was just taking shots at Nia Jax, saying that Nia Jax had taken food from a homeless woman and all this other craziness. But, um, and then we had... Match number six, which consisted of Seth Rollins and Finn Balor versus Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. And Rollins carried the match. Um, you know, Balor got the final finish and the three count. You know, I, I didn't really like that match. I mean, it was okay. I mean, I, I really feel like it could have been booked better. You know, I don't, I don't really like the combination of Rollins and Balor. I don't think those two should be a team. Um, I'm definitely a big fan of the Shield. I really wish like the Shield or some form of the Shield could still exist, um, but that's just unfortunately not what's going on now. Um, I really can't wait until Dean Ambrose gets back and see what he does. I mean, I don't know if he, I mean, I mean like where he pretty much where he left off before his whole injury thing, um, before he had to stop, you know, his in-ring action. 
I think they were headed towards an angle where him and Rollins were going to start having a feud, you know, because, you know, Dean's going to blame Seth for um, getting hurt at some point because, you know, before he was pulled from, you know, televised programs, you know, I think he did have an injury, but he was still trying to work on it. You know, he was he was trying to work with that injury, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it just got to the point to where he just couldn't anymore, you know what I'm saying? And very understandable, but um, I, I believe that's where they were headed as far as I know of. But anyway. All right, so then we had uh, match number seven. This was the main event, the woman's uh, six-person match which consisted of Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and the Riot Squad versus, actually it's not six, what, I said six, that was wrong. It, it is a ten-woman match. So it was Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, Riot Squad versus Bailey, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Ember Moon, and Natalya. Okay, and let me see, Natalya hit a sharpshooter at some point on Mickey James. Uh, yeah, because this is pretty much how the match, I mean, to sum it all up, and this is how it ended, you know, Natalia hit a sharpshooter on Mickey James, and then Sarah Logan, like, chop-blocked Natalia's right knee, and for a moment, you know, they had you thinking, like, is this a real injury? Is this a legitimate injury, or is it a work? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, for a minute, it really, really looked convincing. Like, she looked convincingly injured, you know, but um, I don't think she really was. But she played it really well. You know, it, it was really well done. She, um, what's the what's the word for it? I'm looking for. She, uh, she sold it. She sold it very well. Yeah. Anyway, just a lot on my mind, folks. But I'm I'm rolling with it. All right. So, all right. What happened afterwards? We had. Um, let me see. Nia Jax. Let me see. This was after. Yeah. yeah Natalia had gotten hurt. Okay, and then Nia Jax, uh, she had came into the ring pretty much some point after that to a huge crowd pop. Like, it was just unreal. Like, I've never heard such a loud crowd pop for, like, you know, one of today's female wrestlers. Like, that was just incredible. But um, anyway, she came in there and she dominated and she took out everybody on the outside of the ring by, like, diving off of the apron and just smashing everybody. Like, the only one she didn't get was Mickey James, I believe, because Mickey James was, um, she continued the attack on uh, Natalia, I believe. And then uh, Ronda Rousey had came out. She had made her entrance. You know, she had came in to make the save. And, uh, you know, as Ronda Rousey was attending to Natalia, like, Mickey James had, like, you know, did a running, you know, diving drop kick on her, or the running drop kick on her through the ropes, you know, like she had done Natalia previously. And Ronda Rousey, you know, she gets angry and just, you know, she comes into the ring and then she just, you know, drops Natalia. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's not, hold up, not Natalia. She drops Mickey James. Sorry about that. Accidents happen, folks. Accidents happen. Anyway, let's move along. Um, Ronda Rousey dropped her. She applied that arm bar again. You know, and then, you know, Natalia's team got disqualified at that point because Ronda Rousey had gotten involved in the match and actually attacked someone from the opposing team. So um, that's pretty much your wrap-up of Monday Night Raw, folks. Um, I thought, what did I think about it? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, it had its moments, but at the same time, I don't feel like it was a strong Raw. I feel like it was one of the weaker editions of Raw because we got cheated out of a match and... Some of the other matches just weren't that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like 
you know, a really, really average kind of subpar show, you know, in my opinion. You know, I mean, some other people might disagree. Some people might agree. But, you know, just go over it. You know what I'm saying? Go over what the show was like. Um, just listen to my broadcast and you know what I'm saying? Because I'm giving you the rundown here of what happened. You know what I'm saying? The short rundown of what happened on the show from start to finish. You know, just a short edition because I'm not going to keep you waiting for three hours for the results like WWE does. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break this down in about 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes maybe a little, a little longer depending on what's being discussed. But certainly not going to be three hours. I can guarantee you that. But anyway, you know, comment, subscribe support the show however you can donate you know like follow you know whatever wherever you can find me on social media do it um do what you feel is necessary all right folks this is going to be it for this episode i'm going to wrap it up make it short and sweet and yeah i want you guys to have a great week enjoy the greatest royal rumble i will be back to discuss that later on um i would probably have to say Possibly by next week. The beginning of next week will probably be when I will get in to do the um, the review on that. Because I, st I still haven't watched it yet. So I still have to go back and actually watch that. So I can formulate, you know what I'm saying, all my thoughts and everything. And just put it all together and absorb it. And you know what I'm saying? And then get it out there. But anyway, folks, I am your host, K-Axis. I am signing off. I will see you guys next time. You have a great one. You stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't do. All right, folks, take care. Have a good one.